Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Starting off already with one that's going to be so tough for y'all. Good luck with this one. Yeah. The same old thing. Yes, y'all don't know that. I swear I finally caught y'all slipping on this one. Nobody in the comments going to get that one. But this ain't going to be the same old thing we're going to do today because this show going to be fire, man. We always start off with, what's up with that dude? Well, feeling the love from y'all, of course, as always. Um, you know I'm not supposed to be here right now. I'm supposed to be up in Canada seeing the family uh right now but they're having some wildfires so it's weird out here in these streets you know everybody has either come in contact or read the bible and you know how exodus was and how this world is looking right now so i don't go to canada because they're having wildfires so i stay in la where we have a hurricane and an earthquake on the same damn day at the same damn time i was like Woo! I, I hear you, God. I hear you, man. You ain't got to talk no louder. I, I hear you right now. But the hurricane was largely exaggerated. Um, respect and blessings to anybody who was affected by it. But for us, it was just a whole lot of rain. You know what I mean? So I'm glad I still haven't went through a real hurricane. Um, and other than that, the earthquake felt like, you know, a dip in the road in the hood. So it wasn't that bad. So all love around here. But not in Canada right now. So we are staying still. Itty bitties running around 
Little man got the basketball fever. Why? In part because it's championship week. Our championship game is this Saturday. And supposedly, they're switching the team we're going to play because of some politics. I don't even know. And I ain't the type to even give a damn. I'm like, all right, whoever you put them up, line them up, and we're going to blast them, and they're going to blast us. That's how the game go. Like, a lot of people are over here speculating and who and who are they connected to and why are they now going to be in it? And I, just, I was like, dog, I don't care. It's going to be five on the court, different colors. <laughs> Let's attack them, right? So I'm trying to stay out of that because they're eight years old. Who gives a damn? But it seems like some people out there do. Other than that, um, thanks for the support of Project Transition, as you guys are always doing that. Go to projecttransition.org, not just to support the community, not just to support my efforts in helping tomorrow's generation, not today's just, but tomorrow's generation, man, helping these kids navigate the forks in the road, but also because... My foundation is a foundation. You know how we roll. So that means we're going to hook you up. NFL tickets. We had two different sets of winners last weekend. NBA concert tickets. You name it. Yacht excursions. VIP excursions. That's right. Y'all donate and support me and support the community, support these kids. And guess what? We returned the favor. A lot of great stuff in line. Pickleball. All that. Even got this jersey right here. Hey, all you got to do. Damn. Rest in peace to the great, right? All you got to do is log on to projecttransition.org and hit the donate button. Give whatever you want. Make sure it's a recurring donation because that's how you automatically enter the sweepstakes. Every single one, no matter what it is, you're going to be entered to win it. And trust me, you're going to end up winning it somehow. So, wait. so become a Guardian member with us. That's how we roll. All right. Let's talk about the members now of ESPN's Monday Night Countdown crew, which are now newly configured members, starting off with Scott Van Pelt as the host. All right, so we saw it last night. At least I did. Did y'all watch it? I did. And I was thoroughly enjoying myself. I can't lie. Uh, thought the game started at 4 o'clock out here. It really started at like 5, so oh, well, they caught me slipping with an hour of pregame. I'm glad they did. Because I was watching and I was like, Scott Van Belt is hosting. Oh, yeah, they did say they were going to put him in that role. But then again, he did say, nah, they ain't put me in that role yet. We got to do a new deal, right? So that was the conversation that I heard. Well, obviously, they got that new deal done. Because he was joined Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, and RG3. And it was dynamic. Immediately, I was like, oh, snap. Are we going for the TNT basketball model over here with ESPN football? It sure felt that way because I think everybody was up there just to have a good time, talk some ball, and not lean too far in one direction or the other. Just, hey, be yourself, and it was fun. I can't lie about that. So let's talk about what was going on behind the scenes to make this happen, and then let's talk through it. So before they could make that happen, they had to do a new deal for Scott Van Pelt. Hooked him up with a few years. You notice about like Van Pelt and some others like there, you know, some of the blue bloods out there, the gold standard cats out there. You don't be hearing their details much, right? You don't hear all the numbers and all that stuff. It's just, we got a new deal. We're good, right? I like those type of egos and I like that type of representation. Okay, so they got that handled. And then now this is his role and duties. 
after each Monday night football game, like we saw him before the game, after the game, him and Ryan Clark are going to host a post-game show from wherever they are. All right, so Spears and Clark will also expand their roles at the network. How can they do that? They do every other show already. <laughs> well, I was like, damn, how many more shows are they going to do? Like, we'll talk to it, but golly, they do a, go- a whole lot of shows, and I'm proud of them for doing it. Okay, so they're still going to be on NFL Live, and now Monday Night Countdown, and also First Take. And they also got, obviously, the Pivot Podcast for Ryan Clark. Spears got his other podcast. Don't know, forget right now. Been hitting the head a whole lot. Uh, but basically, they got a lot of roles within the company and roles outside the company. All right. Now, let's talk about that. And RG3, obviously, with Adam Schefter going to be there. Michelle Beisner Buck. Um, Buck, yeah. His wife. Yep. Hooked her up. That's what I'm talking about. We doing a buddy pass. You remember, you remember back in high school, like in the 80s and 90s a lot. Oh, man, school recruiting you. You want to go to Colorado? Yeah, I'm a five-star. I'm going to Colorado. Hey, Dion, check this out. I got a homie, though. He on my squad, too. You probably don't notice him on film because he ain't on film, really, because <laughs> he don't play that much, but that's my dog. You want me? You want us. Don't you buddy pass, kind of like Southwest Airlines. Well, seemed like Joe Buck did the buddy pass with the wife as well, even though she got there on some of her own merits, of course, but let's not play it off. All right, so they got Larry Fitzgerald Jr., also, Alex Smith to join the Monday Night Countdown crew. That's going to happen, substitute analyst road as they go throughout this season. So it's going to look way different because Susie Colbert's gone, obviously. Steve Young is gone. And we all know what's up with Booger McFarlane in terms of Monday Night Countdown. They have made no mention of it. So I saw him this weekend on a college game broadcast, uh, like a countdown show for college. Him and Sam Acho, I saw him. So maybe that's the new real, new role for him. We'll see. Okay. Ha! <sighs> Why do I love this new crew? Um, RG3, Ryan Clark, Marcus Spears. What I love about it is the mix. Um, all good players. RG3 obviously had the greatest success, but the most short-lived success, right? Then you have a guy like Ryan Clark who played the game, steady Eddie, champion, um, leader, uh, vocal. And then you got Spears who could see the game from the inside out and was a good player his damn self. So I like that. Now, there is an old adage that basically the best broadcasters aren't the best players. Um, it's 99% true. <laughs> you know, Troy Aikman, but he's not a broadcaster in this role like an opinionist. He's more of the color guy, but still gives his opinion. But Troy Aikman, obviously, top of the game and also top with his talk. Uh, but very rarely do you see both. More times than not, a Jerry Rice, a Emmitt Smith, you know how it goes. The guys who killed it on the field don't really kill it in terms of this game. So there are a few others, you know, what you think of Randy Moss, a uh, better player to me than analyst broadcaster, but still does really well as a broadcaster. But the old adage is don't get the top players. They ain't going to be the best in doing this, right? That's what it usually says. Y'all tell me some exceptions to that rule. Um, that's why I love the crew, because they got the right level of guys, guys who saw it, as I say, from all four corners of the room. When you get the top dude, when you get that done data, he doesn't see all four corners of the room. You know why? Because he just sits in one corner and all the other three corners come to him. 
every single day, every single way. Yes, mister. Yes, legend. Yes, future Hall of Famer. Yes, great, right? And they don't normally get to see it from all perspectives. That's why I like this show already, because you're going to see it from all perspectives with the ultimate drink stirrer in Scott Van Pelt. He's going to always keep the party going. He's going to always make sure that the guys are on track. So I love that. But I also noticed something I didn't love, but hey, these are the breaks. The asteroid effect that is in place right now that is being done to all media members in the industry. Let's talk about it. Y'all used to play that game on Atari asteroids. I used to play that game. And then, you know, it's the big ass boulders be going through space and you got these little ass pellets and somehow, some way they hit that big old boulder and instead of destroy it, it just break it up in more pieces It go, it go from this to this, to this, to this, <laughs> and you just keep hitting it till they go away. Right. And I'm noticing that's what's happening in this sports media in particular. Who has one job? Nobody. Like nobody. Everybody got two, three job, man, four job, five job, man. I do countdown, man. I do first take, right? I do NFL live, man. And it's like norm now, mainstream now. See, before it was not even aspirational to want to do it that way. You wanted the one gig, call it a day. I am on mic and mic and I am out of here. Drop the mic, <laughs> right? And now it's like, eh, you might be on mic and mic, but you also better have your own show. So even Greenberg has a radio show and he has get up and he had the countdown roll for a second there. And then he was like, yo, too much y'all too much. But the asteroid effect is in place. Now we know most of these guys salary, uh, most of their salaries, don't equate to the work that they're doing. But hey, it's a great gig. Who ain't giving that up, right? That's the whole point. I remember when I transferred from ESPN to Fox and, you know, got a little regret about this, but hey, they talked me out of doing all that. They said, just do one thing. This is how fast the game is changing. I'm trying to hip y'all to. 2018, my deal, um, I'm signing with Fox, was a explicit TV deal with one show. No radio, no podcast. I didn't want to do a podcast, even though I should have. <laughs> I start building it slowly at home. I told y'all that story. I'll tell you another time. But I did want to do radio still. I love radio. I love how people responded to me on radio. It's the closest thing I've gotten to this, but this is even better. But in rate, because this is video and radio, right? Basically podcast. But before I was doing radio, and TV and I walk down the street, I'm talking to cats. They see, oh, you from TV and walk right by me or want an autograph in the picture and keep it going. But not my radio fans. All them radio fans. <laughs> Marcellus, what's going on with the little one? Man, is he going to play or not? <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Because we talking, we're discussing, we're not just debating. So the asteroid effect is in place right now where they're now making everyone do more when in 2018, they told me to not do anything, do less. See how fast this is changing? So I signed an explicit TV deal, didn't do radio, didn't do podcast. Last deal, when it was coming up in negotiations, they wanted me to do a podcast and were open to me doing radio if I really wanted to do it. Why? Let's go all the way back. 
See, I'm a historian of this stuff, and y'all are too, because y'all be checking me when I'm off, when I'm wrong, or I forget something. And sometimes I don't forget stuff. Maybe I cut out the wrong part. <laughs> I can't talk for 90 minutes on every topic. Sometimes I don't be forgetting. I just be thinking it's not pertinent. And y'all check me, and I'll be like, all right, next time I'll, I'll bring that along. I'll include it. 1998, Bill Gates said, content is king. Like 98, 99. Don't quote me. And everybody was like, yeah, okay, we're going to use that. Put it on some posters on Crenshaw and all that. But yeah, what the hell are you talking about, Bill Gates? Content is king. Then we started to slowly realize, okay, content is king. Okay, but what did it mean? We knew that you got to have a lot of content out there. But then you watch some of the top networks. They re-air stuff all the time. So you're like, if content is king, why they keep putting out the same thing? <laughs> Won't they get more new content? Well, here we go now. What you're seeing is, and he finished that statement by saying, and this is what all of technology is starting to support because all of the investors, all of the big money, Silicon Valley is now saying this. Everyone is a creator and every creator is a channel. And that's what's happening right before our very eyes. We're watching ESPN. Fox, etc., say content is king. So therefore, all of our content creators are going to create more content. And every one of them is now going to become a creator, which is going to become almost its own channel. Notice this. So now under Fox's umbrella, of course, they have undisputed. But then they have over here under their umbrella in sync with Skip Bayless, the Skip Bayless Show. And then he's going to be connected to other people who are going to be involved that are all of a sudden going to have their own podcast. Some of those outside the building like LaShawn McCoy. Are you getting the point? They are now tethering themselves to every creator through content to create their own channels all under their umbrella. That's the beef that Club Shay Shay had with Fox that was resolved, but maybe not resolved as perceived. Check my old videos if y'all know what I'm talking about. So, long story short, we are now seeing the boiling frog concept happen before our very eyes. Yeah, they boiling frogs right now. Y'all know that concept. Where if you have hot water and grab a frog, I'm in the eighth grade, y'all, when we had that nasty ass science class. <laughs> I hated this part. And you had the frog and you had the hot water. Throw the frog in the hot water. Guess what he gonna go? Rip it. <laughs> he like, hell no, dog, that's hot. But put a frog in room temperature water and he going maybe he chilling on a lily pad and then turn the temperature up ever so slightly. He just chill chilling. Ribbit, <laughs> ribbit. And you know what? Just a little more content. Just another show. Just another podcast. Just another segment. Just another show. Right. Turning that heat up. And next thing you know, that frog ain't going to say nothing no more. <laughs> that's how they turn it up and make it norm. They get you used to something that you like, yo, if they said this from hello, hey, do nine shows for this amount. You'd be like, hell no, really? You jumping up out of that. But now they ain't doing it that way. They already got you there. Hey, why don't you do NFL Live? Yeah, we bring you on. Oh, why you at it, man? A little first take ain't gonna kill you, is it? Oh, come on, cuz, you know what I'm talking about, man. A little Monday Night Countdown too. Oh. Man, you better hit that podcast or two, right? right. And I ain't mad at none of this. I'm just explaining this is how it's going. 
and it's to benefit all those guys. Look, look at the platforms are just going up and increasing. Um, I can hear the Turner guys. I can hear Charles Barkley in my head, though, saying, damn, they working y'all to death over there, right? Them cats only do one thing, one gig and get big money for it. But the point of it is, I want you guys just to take notice of how the industry is shifting and how you got to shift with the industry, how you got to make different moves, right? So watching all this occur, just affirm some of the things we've been discussing for a few months here and watching them take place. Interesting. Let's just say that word. Interesting. So what do y'all think of the new Monday night football cast? I give it a salute. One, I mean, on paper, I thought it was good, but I'm glad I didn't even see it on paper first. I saw it live. I was like, this is what they doing? I was like, oh, TNT football. Let's go. All right. And is this, excuse me, but that was nasty. I hope y'all didn't hear that. Is this cast better than last year's cast? I love me some Steve Young, but y'all better stop playing. Um, do you like the addition of Larry Fitzgerald and Alex Smith as substitute analysts? Let's see that. Now, Larry Fitzgerald is so polished. I hope they dust some, like, not dust them off, dust them on. Like, put some dust on them, because Larry is a cool cat in real life. Uh, but, boy, he an he a ambassador. <laughs> Sucker there. I want to see how he's going to do this role, because he is polished. And Alex Smith, man, you, you can't even say nothing wrong about that dude, man. Between him and Kirk Cousins, I don't know which one closer to Jesus, man, in terms of how great a people they are. So, respect for that. But so far, so great for me want to hear what you guys think about it I know I know I get it too I see it I ain't just been in the weight room <laughs> I got the weight room on me right now look at that boy look at that flex on flex I don't do I've sex boy when that song came on when I was in college I don't care what y'all history was I know what y'all future was gonna be <laughs> boy that song like did get man I ain't sending my daughters to college. Hell no, hell no, hell no. There's too many of me's that went to school. Too many of me's. Hey, go to projecttransition.org right now. I want you guys to win some of the foundation items and events and experiences we have. You guys support the foundation. Donate any amount. I'm for real, any amount. Whatever it lets you log in. Yeah, how much for one rib? You know, <laughs> y'all know where that's from. One, one rib, one penny. All right, go, go. Project Transition with a penny. I don't care. It's more than nothing. Beast Alternative, support us because we always support you. All of these giveaways, all of these items, all of these experiences will be our return of favor to you guys. So let's see what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. See if the Colts going to return the favor and find a trade partner for JT. Man, the Colts going to be seeking significant trade capital and compensation for Taylor. Teams looking for a first-round draft pick or a collection of picks that equates to one. Hmm. I read that and I said, huh. The ego is involved in this negotiation. They may be asking another team to pay the impossible. i tell you why. Because this guy wants a first-rounder or picks that all equate to that. When we know we've seen some of the guys in the past seek a trade, get a trade, and not get a first rounder. We'll talk through it. So teams are weighing right now because they all want them. See, this is the thing. People are like when somebody, oh, why they ain't already picked up Jonathan Taylor? You need a running back, why don't you? It's like you walking down Rodeo Drive and you see something you want. Or you with your wife and she sees a purse she like. We do it all the time. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's cool. I can see why you like that. You know, and then you see the price tag and you realize 
You better not like that because <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Seriously, everybody going to walk down the street, see Jonathan Taylor running the ball and be like, hey, buddy, come here. And then you'll be like, how much? Oh, holla at you later, brother. That's where we are right now in this conversation. But we know who he is. 2021 NFL rushing champion. Put some respect on his name, homie. And then a lot of teams are interested and willing to sign him. But ah, at what cost? What do we have to give up? And he wants a contract extension because he's on the last year of his deal. So he's only 24 years young. But damn, that's a whole lot just to say hello, hand you the ball off, see what happens. It's not like running the football equates to championship success like it used to. All right. You don't even got to be a top rushing team right now to get yourself into the playoffs or win you a championship. Just be real about it. It's all good. Obviously, play complimentary football. I'm not going to get into no X's and O's conversation with y'all. The rules and the league and the success of the teams have already ruled that you need that quarterback to get you there. If you ain't got that quarterback, then you better have tier two. Tremendous defense, running game, okay? But tier one, quarterback. Ask Patrick Mahomes what I'm talking about. Okay, anyway, so all parties involved know what happened. They're trying to settle a three-week standoff that began when Taylor reported to training camp July 25th. It was already suspicious when he, when he came in because immediately it was like, what is going on? Is he hurt? Y'all mad at each other? Y'all trying to get him traded? What's going on, right? So the coach have shown no willingness to sign Taylor to an extension, raising concerns on Taylor's part that staying in Indy might result in him receiving a franchise tag before he hits the open market in the spring. Me, personally, I'm not scared of the franchise tag. I never would have been. I never got franchised either, but come on, man. Top five salary average. Uh... I know I could have got more, but that's a whole lot, <laughs> right? I ain't trip on it, but I played DN. Let me just give y'all this real. Top five average for a DN now is like, what, 20, 21? For a running back, it's 10, so I get it. But running backs, y'all ain't DNs. <laughs> just a simple thing. Y'all never been DNs in terms of compensation, so I don't know what y'all doing. Visions are grander. So he's 24 years young, as I said, and he had issues with his surgically repaired ankle, when he arrived for camp and failed his pre-camp physical. Dang. He was then placed on the physically unable to perform list where he remains. And he's not practiced with the coach since being placed on IR last year in December. In the week since then, the relationship between Taylor and coach have went this way. Crip and blood. That's where they are. So he requested a trade on the day he reported to camp and a request that Ursay publicly denied and scolded and no Vaseline and hit him up <laughs> and ethered <laughs> on July 29th. Man, the way that Jim Ursay broke that down, and I can't say he was wrong in a lot of ways. He just was like so raw, not wrong, raw. Like, come on, dog, we talking business. Golly, we can handle this like gentlemen or like you just did. Got into some gangster shit, you know what I mean? And he got into some gangster. Oh, man, mm. Sometimes you just want him to keep the mask on, right? Do not take the mask off. And he did. So Taylor heard it all. was like, all right, well, I ain't going to rescind my trade request. Still going to do what we do and hoping that you got to change your heart. Because I, nobody wants to pay someone who ain't happy, who it's not because they're not happy. It's because you may think in times of them struggling, in times of adversity, that they're not fully motivated. That 
they playing with your money, that they ain't tripping how this goes. See, that's why you pay people in part. You pay them to make them happy because when things are going well, you're like, see, I supported them and look, they got that boost. Look at that return on investment. But when things are not going well and you pay them, you're at least like, I did my part. He just struggling. Not, damn, I ain't do my part. And that's part why he's struggling. You don't want that guilt on you, right? So that's where we are. But let's go back to where this case has to land in a court of law if we're really talking about precedent. Oh, man, Christian McCaffrey comes to mind. We know he is beast, elite, just like Jonathan Taylor. Got traded from Carolina to San Francisco for a second, a third, and fourth, and a fifth in the next year. Is that the same as a first? Is that more than a first? Is that less than a first? It ain't a first. Whatever you're going to say. Oh, okay, let's go like this. Would you take a first-round draft pick, like the actual person, or a second and third round actual prospect. That first round could be high. He could be a game changer. That second and third round guy could be, but he also could be reason why he's in the second and third round. Good player, good player, but not a game changer. That's going to be the rub of this situation. Okay. So we know that Jonathan Taylor, his ultimate goal is to get more than what a franchise tag is going to give him and command. Simple as that. This whole dust up, this whole thing is reverse engineered from the fear of being franchised, not once or but twice, and only getting what uh what does Saquon get? 10.1? Oh, and they added 900,000 to make it 11 or something like that. His whole game plan is like, I do not want to be 26 years old, because I'm 24 now. Franchise me 25. Franchise me 26. Look up, I'm 27 years old, and I've only made $20 million in the last couple years, despite being a top five running back in this league. So when you wake up to that reality or that projection of a reality, that's when you have some issues. And that's what Jonathan Taylor is thinking. Already I messed my ankle up, got surgery on my ankle. You trying to tell me at 24, I gotta look up to being 27 before I can get some money more than the franchise tag, which is an average of the top five salaries at your position. Mm. Damn, it's now I'm thinking like when the owner said that, I think the owners was like, yeah, we give them top five and the players like top five average of the top five guys. If we get stuck, if we're a franchise, oh, okay, okay. It sounds like the owners like, <laughs> do they know all these positions like this? <laughs> right? Ooh, I don't know. I wasn't in that room at that time, but I can see easily how you get fooled by that. So now he also has a responsibility burden to be the nitrous that the market needs. Give it up for the, the bar, like set the bar higher. That's why I want more than the franchise tag. Because if I don't do it at 24 and top five, who gonna do it? Saquon didn't do it. What other young running back gonna do it? Eckler didn't do it. Who gonna do it? Go ahead, go ahead, I'm listening. Anybody out there? So he's like, yo, a lot of, a lot of responsibility comes with this position I'm in right now. But, <clears throat> There is an old saying, not too old, but my man Devin the Dude, where that dude actually comes from, I'll tell you that story another time. Devin the Dude had a saying <laughs> and a song. He said, never give up some for show to get some mo, because you'll end up with no. You catch me? Now, he ain't talking about money. He talking about honey. 
You ever go to the club? Give up some for show? Me and her, cool. We good. You ready to go? Uh -uh. All right, a couple more minutes. Never give up some for show. Because you over there peeking. Look at her. To get some more. Because then when you go over there, what's up? What's up? Uh oh, tomorrow? Not tonight? You good? Oh, okay. You end up with no. Where'd she go? <laughs> so be careful if you're Jonathan Taylor. You might be trying to give up some for show. 20 million plus to go get more. What's the market going to give me? Who going to pay me? Who going to be the one that gives up a first rounder and end up with none? Now you got an owner looking at you sideways. I ain't giving you nothing but what you get and you going to get it with your muscle. Mm. Tough situation or go to another team and they like, ah, we don't want to do that contract extension. We just want to use you up for this year. Tough sledding. Be careful. A lot working for him and a lot working against him. Let me just make it quick. And I hope he doesn't get lost in the wash because this is it's not because of his game, not because of anything. It's the timing and it's the position. Let's talk about it. The bad part is he's injured already. Suppressed running back marketplace and he's one of the best but got less than what they already going to give Christian McCaffrey. Like if Christian McCaffrey got this, you're going to get more than that. Mm. One of the best got less than what they asking for you and you're going to get more. Good luck, young man. Good luck. But that's working against you. What's working for you? You're a top five back. You're young. And no lie, you get credit in these streets because you beef for Ursa. <laughs> and uh, Ursa's reputation is not necessarily stellar, so that actually makes you look better, I'm sure, in the eyes of others, especially ownerships around the league. So where will Taylor end up next? That's the conversation. And where would you like to see him get traded to? Let me see that in the comments. And what's fair compensation for the Colts in a Taylor deal? Taylor deal. Taylor deal. What y'all think he's worth in the trade? More than C-Mac or less than C-Mac? Don't forget, C-Mac was beat up too. Kind of hurt when he was getting traded as well. Over here feeling that love. I'm about to give that love back to you guys as you give that love to me. ProjectTransition.org. Please, please, please support us as we support the community, support you, support our youth. We're dedicated to helping you and the youth discover the power within and amplify it. That's what we're going to do. Damn right. Stop talking about everything else. And start talking about you and empowering yourself. We're on a mission to do just that. On a mission. All the way to nya, 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 nya. And I'm going to hook y'all up, man. Go to projecttransition.org. That's how you sign up for our membership program of all the sweepstakes we have, VIP experiences, right? You've seen them. You get all the gear that we have as well. Sweepstakes all day, NBA games, NFL games. Just had two families go to games this weekend. We support you as you support the foundation. At any amount enters you to all of the sweepstakes on a recurring basis. For real, I ain't lying. We got it like that. <laughs> Appreciate y'all as well. All right, let's get into the story right here. Right here. Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson mm, joined the FS1's Undisputed as rotating panelists. We know Michael Irvin still at NFL Network, we think. I mean, I hope. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're going to figure it out, <laughs> right? So his broadcasting career been in limbo ever since the Super Bowl. The NFL Network pulled him from their Super Bowl coverage following accusations made by a female hotel employee. All right, y'all knew I wasn't a fan of that, but at the same time, I was trying to read into that, and I don't know how to read it because it was a video without audio, and it was far, 
and look, didn't look too damn bad to me, no matter how bad it used to be. And this is a good point someone brought up to me recently that was close to this situation. That's like, damn, when did they move the goalposts? He wasn't in his room with her. He wasn't pulling her in his room with her. He was downstairs in a lobby and at most did he touch her shoulder or her hand or she looked like she wanted to go back and backpedal in defense but didn't. <laughs> she was playing off coverage. Like That's what we doing now <laughs> with no audio. Oh, well, he said that. Well, then maybe we need some evidence of that or he innocent till proven guilty. All right. All right. So that was interesting. Now. It's hard to read what really went on and all that. And I don't even want to get into that. But damn, is that the line? Is that the threshold where somebody now could be suspended for how many months? Five? Six? Good Lord. Anyway, we have moved past that. At least FS1 seems like they moved past there because we've been hearing rumblings of him going back to ESPN or Fox Sports. Well, we know for sure he's going to FS1. Even though Stephen A. Smith was sounding his horn saying he would welcome him back to the first take table. Well, now we know where he is. Let's make this quick because we got a lot to talk about. So, unclear if he's still with the NFL Network, and but we know that you can still be at the NFL Network and still work at Fox, at least. Bucky Brooks does it and used to do it all the time. So, he's not the only one as well. So, that's something that can happen. All right, now, here's what's interesting. Keyshawn Johnson also there, right? Damn, they went and got two Cowboy receivers. Now, one of them swears by the Cowboys and Michael Irvin. And then Keyshawn, he keeps him real. Like, Keyshawn loves the Cowboys, but also he doesn't love the Cowboys like that. At least his commentary looks like it, right? Um, in part because he had to depart when T.O. came in. In part because he played, he balled out for the Jets, even though Wayne Corbett was better. Shot. <laughs> Keyshawn, my dog. I only got a few shots at Keyshawn. One of them is that one. A lot of my digs don't work. I'm faster than him. I beat him in a 40. Y'all know that marquee race. And Wayne Corbett was better. <laughs> That's all I got on Keyshawn. He got everything else on me. Literally. Because we grew up together. He's a little older than me. Blah, blah, blah. So Keyshawn going to be there. But Keyshawn going to keep it real about them Cowboys. Because I'm already thinking of the matchups and what they're going to talk about and how this is going to play. But damn, if I look up one day and see Skip and he flanked by Keyshawn and Michael Irvin, and they talking football. Don't think, don't think, don't think. I ain't turning that volume up a little bit. <laughs> like, what the hell they going to be doing? Woo! Fireworks in the city. That's fresh. I can't lie to y'all. I don't lie to y'all. Fuck that. That's going to be dope. All right. So now, not only Keyshawn, but the report says, <sighs> let me start with the one I'm like, all right, Emmanuel Acho. Acho going to be there. Okay. Now, Skip Acho, let me say this. Whoever the third one is or whoever the other person is, this is going to be interesting because I know Keyshawn and Michael Irvin, um, <laughs> they're going to be trying to sun Acho sometimes. Keyshawn especially. Do not get Keyshawn put in the corner against Acho. That ain't going to end well. I'm just telling y'all, right? Mark my word because Keyshawn is built. I'm first overall pick. What? I've been out anywhere. And if you talking to Key and you ain't qualified to talk to Queen, I mean to Queen, that's my cousin, to Key, you shouldn't be talking to Key. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So that's going to be fun. But Acho, you know he got that articulation. The sucker going to be dropping some, some points and he's going to be pointing and all that stuff. But I'm just telling you, you better get the stripes up with Key because Key going to be clowning. 
Irvin ain't, ain't the same way, but Mike gonna be like, he gonna just grab you, like, hey, hey, <laughs> and that's gonna be enough shaking to be like, bruh, please stop fighting me. I am Michael Irvin. These are eights on my chest, right? Oh, it's gonna be fun, but I take Acho, but I'm pumped to see Nick Wright because Nick is weird. This is weird. Tell me why. Acho will get in a bad position with the crew because they, you know, this is how it go. Everybody trying to beat up on Skip, but then when they can't beat up on Skip or move Skip, they start looking at each other to try to win a point. You know how it is. It's like playing the dozens. I can't joke him out. I joke you out. That's how that goes. So I'm interested in that dynamic. But Nick Wright don't count because he likes Skip. He ain't play. He ain't even trying to play it off like he play. He's just going to wave his hair and be like, listen to this out of my mouth. It's going to be ninja stars coming out Nick Wright's mouth. That sucker there got recall. Nick Wright be spitting fire. I don't care what y'all say. Yes, fire. So it's going to be interesting because Acho played and he could spit fire, but they going to be like, come on, man. What you talking about? I can hear it now. So that's going to be a lot of good fireworks. Lil Wayne don't count, right? Rachel Nichols don't count. And she's a woman. They going to protect her. But like, she ain't even play, so we ain't going to clown too hard because you know how that's going to get perceived, which is all a whole nother conversation we're going to have. So they got Rachel. Ooh. Keyshawn, Nick Wright, Acho, Michael Irvin, and of course, one that's really going to just ignite this whole thing, Richard Sherman. Because he's going to be looking at Skip like, Skip, do you, do you really want to go there? Because <laughs> you know, I'm doing much better in life than you. I've won in life more than you. <laughs> it's just, woo! Thank God they are smart enough to say, hey, ego's out. Let's bring it in and have firepower. Look at that lineup. Let's go one more time. Skip Bayless, Lil Wayne, Rachel Nichols, Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, Keyshawn Johnson, Nick Wright, and Manuel Acho. Who got some gangster shit? That is some gangster right there. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they talk about. Um, that's a lot of football. <laughs> then they're going to have basketball, Nick Wright. I can see. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Rose. If they bring Jalen Rose in here, stop. Cancel Christmas. It's a problem right here. I love Michael Irvin. I love Keyshawn Johnson to the fold. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen in terms of structural dynamic or what I think is going to happen. Because they come back on August 28th. They come back next Monday, y'all. It's happening. So next Monday show, or uh, probably Tuesday. Probably Tuesday show. I don't be catching them that quick. But by Tuesday show, I'm going to have something to say about what I saw. And we're going to talk through it. Okay. So. Full disclosure, I saw Michael Irvin last week. We chopped it up for a minute, maybe an hour, forever. <laughs> That's my dog. Um, in great spirits about everything, the case, life, opportunities, etc. cetera, right? Um, it's out the bag. So you're going to get a fully loaded Michael Irvin. What I want to talk about is this dynamic of what's happening on this show. Y'all got to go back to All in the Family. Y'all got to go back to Archie Bunker, and y'all got to realize what this is. And everybody else is a character on that show, and... Skip Bayless is Archie Bunker, one of the most important, one of the most impactful, one of the most decorated shows in TV history, that show. And the dynamics are exactly the same as this. You got this immovable object. You got this one guy who is stubborn as all outdoors, <laughs> like an ox, stubborn, stubborn. And everybody else, their job is to speak from their perspectives, which are all evolved, right? All enlightened. 
and then they all go to Archie and Archie doesn't move. <laughs> Archie listens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, whatever. And that's the goal of this show is to have all these different perspectives all come in different ways. Emmanuel Acho hitting you with the thesaurus, the dictionary, the depth, the gravity. Ah, oh, Acho, oh, poetic, killed it. Skip like, mm-hmm. Then you go Nick Wright, shoop, 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 shoop. Samurai swords, ninja stars slicing you up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you got Keyshawn. Man, look. Don't I sound like Keyshawn? Man, look. No, 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 no. I've been done that. I won a championship. I got the most money. I'm the top dog. Whatever. Michael Irvin saying that plus some, right? Everything Keyshawn can say plus some. Hall of Famer and that receiver and that three Super Bowls and, oh, God. Then Richard Sherman. Another one just coming in. Big brain, big game, big everything, right? I ain't going to say it like Cameron and them Pauls. Uh, Richard, Rachel Nichols, who you just got to respect for her gangster, for how she does it. But she ain't, she hasn't shown me the opinions, but I'm sure the end there now is time to let them out. Bop, 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 bop. Skip ain't moving. He ain't ducking. Lil Wayne coming in there with the star factor. He just going to say, <laughs> you know, whatever. And he's actually really deep in sports. You know, he's going to bring the energy. He's going to do it for his lane. And then y'all going to be like, and Skip, that's his boy. He's going to want to move for Wayne. Ain't going to move. That's the show. Y'all tuning in for that? Y'all tuning in to see that? What's the most exciting matchup, y'all think? And what's the one you're going to be like, I don't even want to see that. I I'm interested in all of that, right? And what y'all think of this whole thing? Like, rank them. Let's just rank them. Top dog, woo, to like, ah, to, come on, y'all. We really doing it? To me, I think they got a fire lineup. Boy, can't wait to do a show where I'm going to compare this Undisputed with first take. We're going to like see what, I don't know, Avengers versus what? What's the other ones? <laughs> I don't know. Where I grew up, it was just Transformers. It was Autobots versus Decepticons. That's what we got here. Undisputed and first take. Autobots and Decepticons. Let me know what y'all think in the comments. I got to turn my phone down, man. I'm getting a lot of love today. You know, I don't like this phone. Actually, I do. I like the phone. I like the text. I don't like people calling me. I don't like talking on the phone. I got a whole issue with that. I got triggered when I was little. Read my book or I'll tell you later. <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up right now. But I do want to bring up that y'all support projecttransition.org. Support the foundation. Support the community. Support the kids, the youth, and yourself, right? We're going to dedicate ourselves to discovering and developing that power within. Then we're going to amplify it for the world to see. You can do it all from starting in here. And we also are a foundation, not just a foundation. So we do things like this. We just have you enter the sweepstakes. You go to projecttransition.org, enter any recurring amount that you want to give and donate. Guess what you get? opportunities to win things like that and of course we always got friday swag away gonna hook you up friday but now we're about to funk up some comments let's go into it baby let's go to war i love funking up some comments oh we got my man cobra in the house hey cobra remember he says yo great comparison with pickleball in the wnba that must be why i don't understand why my kids watch people play video games i'll be like why don't y'all just play the games <laughs> yeah that well let me not let me not say that. All right, it's a great comparison pickleball WNBA because 
WNBA just doesn't strike you when you watch it like, wow, they are doing something I can't do. Even though you know them girls could play basketball better than most of you. I still am like, dog, I'm watching this. I'm like missing them underhand layups and all that other stuff. I'm like, that looked too much like rec ball to me. But it's a bad comparison to say it to those video gamers, those e-gamers. Them suck. Somebody just signed a $100 million contract, e-gamer. I've interviewed and I've actually hosted the e-game super conference like their Super Bowl at Old Staples Center, crypto. Packed. Packed. People didn't know how to act. I'm the Mac. VIP was in the back. Stack of numbers. <laughs> it was cracking up in there. I was like, God, number screens everywhere. And then I was like, yo, why are they playing video games on keyboards? What happened to joysticks? These suckers here. Heads, pieces, and stuff. R5, R5. I was like, man. So don't compare it to that. Compare pickleball to WNBA. It needs to fix itself as a TV product. But don't compare it to them e-gamers. Them suckers out there winning. All right. I think a better way for pickleball to be successful on TV will be to do it in a game show format. Get a great host. Do it. Family Feud or Price is Right style where families or friends of four play one another for 10K. Just like Price is Right. Everyone can see themselves playing pickleball. You have literally stolen my idea. I think I replied to you because that's exactly what we're going to do. So, hey. I don't mind sharing ideas. Hey, and you share my idea. <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. Like, just get people that are invested, that have fun, that want to do it, right? And it could be for $5. It could be for $50,000. Pins on the families, right? But do it for charity, Project Transition, see how it goes, and we are doing just that. You see people watching ping pong? <laughs> Hell no. And I love me some ping pong for years. No way am I watching pickleball. Sorry. I hear that way too often. On television, pickleball like baseball. Incredibly boring to watch. Both sports need to be watched in a live setting. I don't know. I go to a baseball game and I get it. That's fun. I'm about to go to a pickleball match, but I can't lie. Even when I'm at my house and I play, and then I get, you know, we play king of the court a lot. So that means when you lose, you off. I don't like watching. <laughs> I'm like, I want to play. I don't want to play, daddy. You know, little kids always lose their shoulders when they mad. I want to play, daddy. <laughs> That's how I feel when I get off court. I'll be like, hurry up. <laughs> My turn. Man, so I get it. Oh, man. Joe Mixon versus the media. Love it. People going to talk anyway. If you're real, then you don't need fake validation from no one. Yeah and no. Like, the media is not fake validation. The media is there to take your message and make it bigger. If that's a good message, that's a good thing. If it's a bad message, it's a bad thing. <laughs> but you know what? They're going to make your message greater. That's what they do, right? Nobody got that many phone numbers in their damn phone. Like, it's bigger than the mass text, mass email, group text. You just get people who don't even care invested in you, right? Imagine you're a casual football fan. And you're like, oh, Cincinnati, they're good, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Oh, their quarterback. That's the guy from uh, LSU, right? They transfer. Oh, yeah, Joe Mix. Cool Joe. Cool. I've heard of him. Who's his, who's his receiver? Oh, Jamar Chase. He's really good. He's really, what about um, the running back? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Who's that? Oh, you know Joe Mixon. Oh, man, he always getting in trouble. He got in trouble in college, and he got in trouble here. But, you know, he's really good. How'd that happen? Media. <laughs> so... Point being, like, we can't claim victim either. Nope. Look, all of these things you're innocent of, you're still in the position to be innocent or guilty of. And that's a whole nother step. Like, the accusation, I get it. I'm with you, big dog. If they're accusing you, you didn't do it, I don't hold that against you. But 
there still will be a conversation about the accusation that you don't want to put yourself into. All right, here's the last one on that. Let's be real, though. The media is being nice to him. As far as I know, no one brought up his history when he bounced that girl's head off a table. They could have went there. Ooh. I ain't. Apple buying ESPN. Let's go here. Apple buying ESPN will be a game changer. Who knows? They might even pull ESPN off cable and just optimize their app for even better streaming. That'd be gangster. Great idea. Disney is in a cost-cutting atmosphere right now. Apple won't have heartburn weaving them into the ecosystem because ESPN, first and foremost, generates revenue. Thank you. Apple's other interest in diversification makes ESPN an ideal fit technology-wise, but more importantly, creativity-wise. Being blunt, I'm surprised Disney hadn't cut more staff, Stephen A. Smith to be specific, from ESPN in favor of fits that match their bottom-down collar culture. Hmm, you said a lot there. Um, um, you got to still make it attractive. You can't let Stephen A. Smith go. That sucker there is the network in a lot of ways. Make it happen. I want to get rid of my cable provider. <laughs> I know. Hell no. People may think Apple is a great option. Trust me, that's a very bad idea. They may try to force subscribers to use Apple products. If you don't have any, they will charge extra for their service. Talking about control. Interesting. That's never bothered me as much as it should have, I guess. I've always been the guy like, all right, it's proprietary to them. I can, I'm just glad that they say, for an upcharge, not too much. Don't tax me. Don't cut my head off. You can use it with other devices. Okay. I mean, I got to take care of you first. I'm going to butter your bread. Then I'm going to eat some of theirs. You know, I get it. Like if I'm a guy who loves messing around with PCs, well, at least they integrate, you know, like Microsoft Word. At least I can use it on my Mac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, I, I charge me a little more. That's fine. As long as they integrate. I don't like it when it's blocked. Like, you can't use it unless you use our device. Now, that's a problem. Because I'm like, God, dog. I'm in America. Land of the free. Except with your products. Ain't free. <laughs> free to border or free to purchase, right? All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish with a Wiley-ism. Yeah. Damn, that was a good octave right there. Did y'all hear that? I ain't going to do it again because I'm going to mess it up. Real ones put you in the chest, not stab you in the back. That's right. If you got a real one around you, they don't hurt your feelings before, right to your face, because they punch your ass in the chest. But if you got some fake ones around you, you ain't even see it coming. You were just walking. I can't whistle, though, but watch this. And then I'll say, ah, I thought we were homies. I thought we were friends. Used to be my homie. Used to be my ace. Now I want to write one of them. That's why in my crew, my friendship circle, I'm telling you, one of our objective guidelines, <laughs> one of our um, amendments in our whole, our whole constitution is this. You got to be real with each other, to each other. Now, I ain't going to lie. I get some pushback. I got a couple of friends that don't tell me everything. And, and frankly, I don't give a damn. Don't tell me everything. First of all, I ain't never, ever said to be your friend. I want to know everything. <laughs> so you're not holding it against me when we talk. We go to dinner sometime. They'll be like, man, I ain't tell you that because of the way you respond. I'm like, all right. You, are you think I'm about to say I'm going to change my response so you can tell me more? That's a you problem. <laughs> I got good advice. You don't want it because <laughs> you want to hear what you want to hear and not the real and not the truth. I only speak the truth and then I find out who like that. Those my friends. Now, I'm going to see who I like and then talk kind of cool and real to them and then see we're really good friends. Hell no. Nah. I ain't got time for that. Punch me in the chest, dog. Remember that game? You should do it like that. Bam! Somebody sock you right in your chest. Let me stab me in the back, homie. Why am I like that? And why I only want those around me like that? 
Because this world is like full of landmines, but it's also full of pots of gold. <laughs> and you need people to help you navigate between it to get to it, right? And if you're over there lying, hey, I got the treasure map out. All right, let's go on our voyage. You're like, all right. And you see right there, pot of gold to the right. And here you go, your backstabbing ass. You're like, everyone to the left. <laughs> and we're like, why you ain't going left? Oh, I thought the other left. <laughs> man, stop it. So the point is, man, grab you some real ones. Be real to them. If you're real to them, chances are, even if they ain't the realest, they're going to get the message. And then they're going to be real with you. That's how it goes. I've lost some conversations. I may have lost a friend or two. Oh, well, it's chapters in this life. Chapter 98. Your ass is gone. Chapter 99, you too. <laughs> man, I ain't scared to lose you if it's for the right reasons. Bye. <laughs> and you shouldn't be scared to lose me if it's for the right reason. Peace. Man, people out here soft with no T. F's all the way through, man. So just look at your crew all the way around too like this. Let me do it. Let me do it. I'm going to do it right. And look at your crew. Uh-huh. <laughs> Real ones punch you in the chest. Not stab you in the back. Oh! All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening.